Welcome everyone to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found on Level Down Games that's posted every Wednesday morning on the iTunes and Google Play. I'm Brian, joined as always by the lovable luchador, El Francaro. Hey guys! So, we talked recently about some of the series that we've started here on BG Mania. Obviously, the very first episode was the original Mario Brothers trilogy, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3 on the NES. Then we explored the first three Legend of Zelda games. We did The Legend of Zelda, we did um, Adventures of Link, and Link's Awakening. Two weeks ago, we did Final Fantasy, in which we explored Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3 on the NES. We were going to keep continuing to do new series, and then just kind of going back and doing, you know, continuing these every so often. But what we decided to do instead is finish these three series before we continue new series. So, there's a good chance that these three series that we've already started are going to continue until, like, the middle of 2018. Because we're not just going to play series, you know, we're not going to just rotate between Mario, Zelda, and Final Fantasy. We're still going to do our themed episodes. We're still going to do our spotlight episodes. We're still going to do our composer episodes uh, that we've talked about starting here soon. We haven't actually done one of those yet. And soon. Soon. Yeah, we have one coming up soon. And then uh, we're still obviously going to do Radio Hour the last week of the month. So... With all that being scheduled around, I think I, I, I penciled in like a tentative schedule through the first year for BG Mania, and I think the Mario series is wrapping up around our first our one year anniversary. So, like I said, this whole these three series is going to take a long time to get through. But luckily, all the music is great. Speaking yeah, of the opening track you heard there was the title theme to today's episode, which is the second part of Super Mario, and of course we are doing. Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. I love this game. Uh, absolutely. My second favorite Mario game in the whole series. Uh, my favorite being Super Mario 3. Okay. But, uh, I, I would say that this is also my second favorite Mario game in the series, but my favorite being Super Mario 64. Okay. But I love this game so much uh, to the point that I bought it on Game Boy Advance as well. Yeah. Uh, but this, this game is just this was my childhood. This was me. hundred percent. This is me and my sister, uh, playing this game. And if you remember, you only took turns after you died. Right. So she never, she really didn't get to play this game much because I am the best. (laughs) (laughs) No, me, uh, mine was me and my dad. Uh, when we got the super Nintendo, him and I would just play the crap out of this game. We played obviously, um, super Mario Kart a lot on the super Nintendo. Um, but no, I just have so many good memories playing this game that I need to go back and play it again soon. I really do. It's been a couple years since I actually went back and played it. So This really is one of those games you can just jump right back into and it's like a fresh experience again because it's so fun. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it holds up really well. The graphics still look good. The game still plays great. Uh, every track we're playing today was composed by the legendary Koji Kondo, uh, one of Nintendo's main composers. So... Absolutely. In fact, I have an El Francaro fact that actually ties into this first track. Okay, cool. Um, so when you open up the game uh, and you see that they're, you're playing on a certain level, yeah. so to speak, well, that level is actually an unfinished version of the special world level, Groovy. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah if you, if you uh, For people who aren't aware, uh, when you get to the Star Road, if you uh, beat all the Star Roads, you unlock special world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they have levels like awesome and radical and groovy, of course. Right. Uh, so yeah, and this is just like a, an alpha version of of the groovy that was used just for the, uh, the entrance itself. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Well, 
let us jump to our second track for today's episode. I think uh, if I did the count correct, I think we have 18 from uh, Super Mario World today. So our second track is Yoshi's Island. And that was Yoshi's Island, of course, from Super Mario World. Nice little small quick tune. I like this one. But just so iconic. Absolutely. You know, this was the first game that introduced Yoshi, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, yes, Yoshi was originally introduced this way, but ended up having a NES release. Uh, Yoshi Cook. After the fact, right? After the fact. Because this, so, yeah. this, they were still making NES games. Obviously, this launched alongside the Super Nintendo when it came out. Um, and Yoshi's Cookie came out in, what, 92 or 93? Yeah, so it was towards the end. And this game came out, I believe, in 1990. So, yeah, this definitely... Um, that Yoshi's Cookie, which, you know, like you mentioned, was on the NES, did come out after Yoshi was introduced in Super Mario World. That's yeah. a Brian fact for you right there. Well, I'm a counter of Brian facts. <laughs> with a couple of Alfred Carroll facts about okay. Yoshi. Okay, okay. Uh, so, if you remember... Um, Yoshi's Island, he has a little mailbox. Yes. In front of his house. Well, with like a little random symbol on it. It's really not so random. It's actually uh, Japan's Postal Service's uh, logo. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. And uh, a little, little thing that got changed here for the American audiences. Uh, in the Japanese version, Yoshi could eat the dolphins th that appear in the game. But they oh, removed that. But they removed that when it came over here because uh, we're, you know, here in America, we're a little indifferent to the killing of dolphins. Of course. So, yeah, that, so that was taken away. But yes. it, was added back, it was added back once the Game Boy Advance version came. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Um, no, I used to love g just getting Yoshi every single time. I mean, such an iconic character now. And, I mean, I became really fond of the little green dinosaur. I used to – he was my main character in uh, Mario Kart for the longest time. Um, um, I don't I don't main him anymore. But uh, I actually play as Shy Guy now. Ah, uh, so so you like the, the the fast carts? You like to just fly through? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, whereas I play, and I've made this known before, as Bowser, all the time. Yeah, the heavy carts, obviously, but they have better control usually. So. Yes. Um, but no, I don't know. Ever since, um, man, I guess it was when 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 did Shy Guy debut in Mario Kart? It was like two or three games ago, correct? Yes. That's when I started. I switched to him, and now Te technically he debuted on the Game Boy Advance version uh, when you were playing multiplayer. Oh yeah, you're right. Everyone had to be a shy guy. Yeah. Bonus ultra, Frank Carroll fact. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, now I uh, I changed my color. I always go to the uh, I forget which color I choose. I'd have to go up and look. But uh, I don't I don't change I don't do the default shy guy on Mario Kart Eight, um, the deluxe edition on the Switch. I need to go back and play that some more. I haven't, I haven't spent enough time with that. <laughs> All right. Well, our third track for today, we have Wandering the Plains. Thank you. 
And that was Wandering the Plains. Another short track, but man, so iconic at the same time. Donut Plains, I love it, man. Yeah, it's like you've played this game before. Eh, maybe, maybe once or twice. <laughs> I can just picture the levels and running through these things. Like I said, I've spent so much time playing this game that I don't even know, man. Like, like I said, I need to go back and play this again because it's probably been five, six, seven years since I've actually played Super Mario World. Um, I think I had it... Was it the Wii Virtual Console I purchased it on? It must have been. I'm pretty sure that's what it came out on, yeah. Well, I know it's came out on other platforms as well for the Virtual Console, I believe. Um, but I think I still have it on my Wii upstairs. Um, then that's just, that's just the place I would go back and play it again. I mean, I still have this game on the Super Nintendo. It's just not hooked up. The Super Nintendo's in the closet, so. So would you like a nice little El Francaro fact? No. Okay, then we'll keep going. No, go uh, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Brian. Uh, so uh, there were two ammunition-based enemies in this, uh, the game. Yeah. Uh, Bullet Bill yeah. and Torpedo Ted. Yes. All right, so obviously a reference to the movie Bill, Bill and Ted. Ted. Yes. Uh, in Japan, their names were Killer and Torpedo, so this was something that was added by the, the is localization that, is, that, is that a reference to the movie Killer Torpedo? Yes, which is a great movie starring what's his face and what's her name? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, but, but but I love when things like this happen, uh, where you know the localization team did they just add their own flair? Yeah, maybe it was Bill Trennan. Moving along, our next track we have the Vanilla Dome. And that was the Vanilla Dome. I love that track, man. So if you didn't know where it was, it just sounds so ominous and mysterious. And as I mentioned to you, I absolutely love that drum track in the background. I think it's so good. It really is. You know, just, just hearing it, it instantly just I could picture the level without even like thinking about it. Just no. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Um, they said any of these any of these tracks, the the levels are just so ingrained in my memory. Um, you know, this is not a game I just played once. Obviously, back then, we didn't have the luxury of so many awesome games coming out all the time like there is now. Like, back then, there were only so many games being released. But I also would play the crap out of the same games over and over and over again. Now, I play a game and move on to the next one. Either, you know, I'm doing it for a review or to talk about on max level or to do a Twitch stream. But back then, you know, as a, as a young child, I just was playing these games to have fun. And I'm still playing to have fun now. But I also wasn't getting a new game every week or a new game every couple days like I do now. So I was having to play these same games for months on end. And, you know, you become really good at them. But also, you, you, you don't forget things about them either. <laughs> so Okay, okay, Brian. I know you want it. I know you need it. And El Francaro fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, in the Super Nintendo version, yeah, 
all the Yoshi eggs have like dull brown spots on them besides the green Yoshi itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was changed for the Game Boy Advance game, where all the Yoshi eggs were actually changed to be the color of the Yoshi inside. So I was a, little, a little graphical change was made. Personally, I don't like it. I like the mystery. Yeah, you don't know what color you're going to get. Yeah, because uh, if you remember, um, in the Donut Plains, if you were to beat the secret area of the ghost house, there was a, pretty much a Yoshi refueling station behind it. So, right, yes. So, so if you're, you can run there, you can get yourself a Yoshi, get yourself uh, all your power-ups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it was always, it's always a random Yoshi that you would have unlocked through the Star Road. So you instantly always get green, but if you unlock the red by beating the... The first level, you get the red one, and so on and so forth. Coming up next, we have The Forest of Illusion. And that was Forest of Illusion. I that one just brings back so much memories to me. Like that's such a good track. I love that one. I think that's the first point in the game where you feel like the uh, the difficulties ramped up on you. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, those levels were definitely more intense than some of the stuff that came before it. Absolutely. Um, but no, like I said, just all of these tracks, all these you know the ones that we're listening to today just speak volumes to how good this game was and even though these tracks are extremely short there are some longer ones coming up here that are like a minute or two minutes long but a lot of the ones that we've started out here are anywhere from 25 to you know 40 seconds and the only reason is they're not looping like you know like a lot of tracks here or even on games on the Super Nintendo, on the NES, on the Sega Genesis, they were about this length, but they would just loop over and over and over again to create longer tracks. And in the actual game, when you're playing, that's exactly what's going on here. The tracks are just looping. So what uh, what there's on the actual official soundtrack is just the you know the bass melody, and that's it. But uh, I absolutely love this track. It's one of my favorites from the game. I just, I just remember the levels being so damn hard. <laughs> no, they absolutely I remember, were. I, I just remember, remember this is the first time me like dying in the game. Uh, this comes to note. Uh, but a little L. Frank Harrow fact. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I want to talk about one of the Koopalings. Okay. Uh, mainly Ludwig von Koopa. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously named model after Ludwig von Beethoven, very much in the air of him. It is look in general with his hairstyle. Right. Uh, he was He's the eldest of the Koopalings, so pretty much the third in line to the throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually they got retconned, though, becoming Bowser's minions. They were his children for the longest time, and then they retconned the whole situation. Now they're just, like I said, just Koopas, so to speak. Like, like just They're just advanced versions of uh, the, the regular turtles. Right. Which I don't like. I'm not a fan of that. I, 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 I don't like they did that to me, because, you know, it, it was it was canonical that they were children. They were children. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that is not the case. So. But, but, uh, now we have Bowser Jr. and his little shenanigans. Yeah, 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 we do. All right, well, our next track for today, we have, speaking of Bowser, The Valley of Bowser.
and that was Valley of Bowser. Such a good track that one is. Absolutely. And I love Bowser in general. I mean, I I do rock that Bowser tattoo pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, Doug Bowser, the new uh, he he works for Nintendo now. But uh, I have a really cool fun El Frank Carroll fact for you. You're gonna like this one. Okay, let's see. Let's see what you got. So uh, during the holiday season of eighty nine nineteen ninety, yeah, uh, th- there was a local live action children's television show broadcast exclusively in Southern California. Okay. It was called King Koopa's Cool Cartoons, all case, uh, <laughs> uh, where there was someone who starred as King Koopa, full, fully dressed up with the crown and everything, and the audience would all have little Koopa helmets, and they have uh, a Koopaling uh, shirts. And this and, was exclusive to California. Yes. So what, what would happen is King Koopa would uh, go, introduce pretty much... Um, cartoons that were free in the public domain so they weren't even the mario brother cartoons right they were just they're just public domain animated shorts uh and at the end of the show they would give out gift certificates to certain to the kids for like nes products the big thing was uh they were handing out the power glove which was the big toy of that holiday season yeah but uh yeah i recommend if you have a chance to look it up on youtube it's pretty it's pretty weird but it's pretty cool that is um that is weird like i said especially that it was uh actually Exclusive to Southern California. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you would think that something like that would have made it national, but uh, right, yeah, for sure. It, it's very odd when you look at it. You're like, "What the heck am I watching?" And you'll see, you'll see why it was exclusive to just one little area. Our next track for today's episode is Star Road. And that was Star Road. I, I like I said, I, I like how short all these tracks are. <laughs> they are very long. Oh, this, is pr- this is probably our quickest VG uh, Mini of the dates. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and it's crazy because, like, if you go to YouTube and look up these tracks, like, you'll see three, four, five minute versions of these. But it's just the same thing looping over and over and over again. It was, it was pretty cool, though, just when you first found Star Road. And, like, if you beat them you, as you go along, you could see you could warp to the other locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you would think that ideally you could jump ahead stages. You really can't because they were smart enough to, like, put locks in front of these stars, these warp spots. So you weren't cheating the system. Right. Absolutely. Um, but but what, what I loved the most about it was, you know, after beating Star Road, like, like I mentioned earlier, you unlocked the top secret area. Area, uh, area, area 51. Which... Yeah, exactly, you know, uh, at 51. Uh, no, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, those levels, my God, were impossible. Right. And it, it, it's some of my, my most fun playing this game was be, was you know, the, 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 the thrill of beating those levels. Because after you defeated Top Secret Area, if you remember, mm-hmm. the whole game took on an autumn theme versus the, the summer theme that it normally had. Uh, a lot of the characters change as well. Um, Koopas were wearing Mario masks. Yes, I remember uh, that. Uh, lots of different swaps for uh, for enemies. Uh, it was cool. I, I generally enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely thought it was really cool. All right, well, our next track 
Something else you've mentioned um, er earlier when we were talking about stuff. We have the track for Special World. And that was Special World. That's another good track when you really when you like digest it and really think about it. I have a little fun fact, believe it or not, a little El Francero fact. Oh, okay, cool. That if I, if you actually if you wait in Special World uh, for a little while, this music actually stops and you can actually get a remix of the original Super Mario Brothers theme. Oh, really? Yes. Very cool. It was it was pretty neat. You know, it's it's, it's nice to have a nice little throwback to the old school. Actually, now that you mentioned it, I remember seeing that because when I was um, going through the soundtrack looking for stuff to pick, I did see a remix of the Super Mario Brothers theme in there. So, yeah, that totally makes sense. I remember that. <laughs> and I just I had forgotten where it was at in the game. But now that you mention it, I totally remember that. And I just want to throw in a little extra bonus one in there. Um, Absolutely. I like bonus if remember, facts. If you remember in if there, if you, if you remember in the game, there was actually um, like a sunken ghost ship. Yes. That was actually the airship that the Koopalings used in Super Mario Bros. 3. The manual actually explicitly states that to you. Okay. So, you know, they actually you know, made sure they continue with the continuity of the stories going forward, which is pretty cool. You know, that was something we really didn't see all that much uh, in the Nintendo days. Right. Um, so, we were talking earlier about how I wanted to go back and play this game again. It totally slipped my mind that it's coming in the SNES Classic Edition. So I will yeah, be, yeah, I, yeah. I will be able to go I will be able to play this game soon again. Um, I'm not going to have to dig out the Wii. I'm not going to have to dig out the uh, the Super Nintendo. I'm just going to play it on the SNES Classic when Amazon sends us ours sometime in October. I really <laughs> I, I wonder <laughs> if we're going to get a legitimate 100% port of the original or if they're going to give us an updated version like the Game Boy Advance version. Ooh, I don't know. I wonder which. I wonder if it'll just be. That's a good point. I realistically, you would think it would be just the straight Super Nintendo version, since this is the SNES Classic. But what else besides the Yoshi eggs were changed in the um, the Game Boy release? Um, off the top of my head, to be honest, I could. Like, I remember that after you beat Special World, mm -hmm. um, you would actually see a cutscene in Game Boy where Yo um, Luigi was like in a balloon, tossing out the masks to the Koopas. Okay. So like that, that, that was that was something I remember for sure. Um, there, there were lots of things to be quite honest. Lots of little graphical things. I just nothing jumping off the top of my head. Right. That that, that was one I know for sure. That one that was I was like oh, that's a cool touch. I wonder, man. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good question, and I, I I don't have an answer to that. I I do wonder what version it's going to be. My my gut tells me it'll be just a straight Super Nintendo version, but there's no that, way to tell. We'll find out soon. We will find out in roughly we'll a month, a monthish. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Amazon. Yeah, thanks for delaying our uh, pre-orders. Appreciate it. All right, next up, we have the Overworld theme. Overworld theme. 
And that was the Overworld theme. Possibly one of the most iconic songs from Super Mario World. I have like a weird connection to the song that uh, the first time I ever went to Nintendo World in New York City. Uh-huh. This is the song that literally started playing as I walked into the the building. Like it just it just it was just perfect timing and everything. And I instantly fell in love. I'm like, oh, this place, I'm gonna live here. Uh, and do you live there? No. Um, and the season assist order tells me I can't keep putting my bed. <laughs> <laughs> it won't let you. They won't let you stay. They will not let you stay. <laughs> Come on. I don't want to pay rent. Uh, <laughs> But, but no, this track, obviously, um, like I said, just, I think it's one that people definitely remember the most from Super Mario World. Obviously, a lot of the things that we've heard leading up to this one, they're very iconic. They're very memorable. But something about this one just, I don't know, it's, it sticks out to me as being the most memorable from this game. It really is. It's, there's no doubt about it. This, this, is the, this is the song, in my opinion. Yes. Yes, it uh, is. All right, and I'll throw a little L. Frank Carroll fact out for this one as well. I, I was hoping the fact that you tried to move into uh, to Nintendo World wasn't your wasn't your fact. No, but it's, it's, a, it's a little fun bonus fact. Uh, <laughs> so, um, in the original version on Super Nintendo, the maximum amount of lives you remember was ninety nine. Yes. They actually changed it in the Game Boy Advance version. Uh, they changed it to nine hundred ninety nine, which makes no sense because you don't need that many lives. Right. Uh, you really don't need 99 lives to be quite honest. <laughs> no, not at all. That, that, that's that's, that's my, my, my poor little Alfred Carroll fact for this one. Okay. I'm, I'm sitting on a much better one for when we come back. Okay, good. I was going to say, I, I, feel, I feel like your facts are slipping a bit. No, it's definitely going to tie into the next one, so I just want to make sure that you know I don't, I don't get ahead of myself. Okay, okay. Well, our next track then is the athletic track. And that was the athletic track. Another, like I said, now we're getting to the more, the longer tracks from the soundtrack. And I definitely, I have more of a connection with these ones. I don't know why I do, but I do. And I just remember this one so well. <laughs> yeah, this is a great track. I, when, when you first said athletic track, I'm like, what the hell is that? And right. The second I kicked in, I was like, okay, I know this. Right. And, uh, and one thing that we're not doing here, obviously for all of these tracks, there are four versions. There's the regular version, there's the Yoshi version, there's the hurried version, and the hurried Yoshi version. We're just playing the normal versions. 
even though El Francaro is fond of some of the Yoshi versions. I am. I just it, it adds a little, little little conga beat to it. Yes, but I wanted to play the originals, obviously for for the podcast. So, um, but no, you said you had a uh, El Francaro fact that tied directly into the song. I do actually believe that uh, it ties into this. Uh, you know, at least the, these kinds of levels, or being that you know you're these seem to be the levels that were more um, directive. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, and you know, so you know, you got hit, you got hit a lot on these levels. Sure. Uh, you, you lose your power ups. Well, in, in this game, of course, you remember you used to have a reserve item. So if you had, if you already had a super, um, a feather, you could, you could hold another feather or hold or hold a flower. But when you got hit in this game, you would become a little Mario or a little Luigi. Right. And then you get then your reserve item. Whereas going forward in future games, mm-hmm. if you were hit. You became Super Mario, so you, you 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 would just lose your power. You wouldn't lose your height. Right. So this is this is one of the last games, um, which is weird because Super Mario Three, if you had a fire flower and a hit, you were still Super Mario. This game took it in a departure, and they, they they realized that no, the fans don't like this. Yeah, no, definitely it was a step backwards. So it was definitely a step back. But yeah, very cool, very cool, very cool. Our next track, also a good one coming up here. We have the underground theme. And that was the underground theme. I love that one, man. It's so weird. Yeah, but like it instantly just transports you back, man. Like no, it does. It, obviously, it's a far cry from like the uh, original. <laughs> yeah, the original <laughs> underground themes from the you know the Super Mario Brothers games on the NES. But this one here does a cool reprise of the Overworld theme a little bit there in the middle. So um, I really like this track. But again, it's just so freaking weird. Yeah, but it's a good weird. I like that weird. It's a good weird. It has. It is a good weird. In the game, if you remember, it's Yoshi actually had orange arms. In yes. The, in the game. I yes. Mean, he, he doesn't have orange arms on the box art, nor do nor, nor does he have orange arms in general. But in the game, he did. Right. I do remember that, and I always thought that was weird. It is weird. In fact, uh, I, here's a little extra fact. This one is a, a difference between the Super Nintendo version mm-hmm. and the Game Boy Advance version. Uh, as you mentioned before, what other differences there were. 
Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember Yoshi? After eating ten berries, he would produce an egg, and that would give you a, a, a super mushroom. Yeah. Well, in the Game Boy Advance version, they took it a little further, uh, and the item that was actually produced by the, the the egg would differ depending on which Yoshi you had. So, green Yoshi was always a mushroom, but blue Yoshi, being that he's the flying Yoshi, would give. I was you gonna a say, feather. I remember. I remember the blue one gave the feathers. I remember that. Uh, red would be a fire flower, mm-hmm. and yellow Yoshi uh, would actually produce a star man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I do remember that. Yeah, that's why I always liked having the uh, the blue Yoshis because I always liked getting the feathers the most. <laughs> I did not like. I'll tell you, out of, all, out of all of them, I did not like yellow Yoshi. I just this, the sand power was really it was stupid to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I I would tend to agree with that. Obviously, I did think it was kind of unnecessary, a little bit unnecessary. Even Fire Yoshi wasn't exactly the, the most ideal, although he could show shoot some pretty cool fires. Mm-hmm. Uh, all Yoshis could shoot fire if they picked up a red... Uh, it was trip. all about the blue Yoshi. I was blue, a huge blue, blue fan of blue Yoshi. I, li- I liked flying. Yeah, of course. All right, well, let's go from the sky and go under the sea. Our next track is the swimming track. And that was the swimming track. Again, another reprise there of the overworld theme. That happened a lot, obviously, in uh, Super Nintendo, especially Mario games. Mario games do that a lot. I think they just take the main theme, change it around a little bit, apply it to something different, and they make a different track out of it. That's because Koji Kondo is unoriginal. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you better watch what you say. <laughs> He's the man. He is the man. Um... <laughs> I, I like that though. It just you know, it's it's the same theme, but with a, obviously a different kind of feel to it. It's yeah, one, an aquatic one, feel. Yeah, go figure. Uh, <laughs> so, any aquatic levels? Little elf Frank hero fact coming at you. Uh, there's, there's a sleeping fish enemy. Remember what he's called? I don't. Rip Van Fish. It was a, oh yeah 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 yeah. A, 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 was a play on the Rip Van Winkle. Uh, yeah. So, well, typically, uh, if when you pass him, he wakes up and he starts chasing you just mm-hmm. relentlessly, and he's like impossible, almost impossible to get away from. But if Mario is under the effect of a super mushroom, uh, superstar, I'm sorry. Yeah. Rip Van Fish 
his AI is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, and he just runs the other way. <laughs> which, which is pretty cool, because you didn't see that often. You know, if you, had a, if, you, if you were under the power, enemies didn't run away from you. True. They, 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 they act normal. But he actually had his, like, uh-uh, we're done with this, and he would, he, he, would get, he would get out of there, which is pretty cool to say. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, well, coming up next, we have the Haunted House theme. And that was the Haunted House theme. Fitting, as we get ready to come into the October month. Yes, things are going to get spooky here soon at uh, Level Down Games. Yeah, we are planning our October episodes of BG Mini are all going to be Halloween-themed for the most part. Uh, Radio Hour, maybe not so much in October. We might uh, deviate from spooky and, and haunted tracks that for that episode but uh we are planning some fun stuff throughout the month of october for bg mania some uh some games that definitely fit the mood absolutely 
as you mentioned earlier, you know, like there's differences between the Super Nintendo version and the Game Boy Advance version. Yes. Well, in the Super Nintendo version, Boos and Big Boo were actually light blue. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas in the Game Boy Advance game, they were more of a, more of a white color. Also, uh, another weird change that was made between the two, in the original SNES version, you can't do your spin jump to bounce off the top of Boos. That ability was given to you, though, in the Game Boy Advance version, seemingly for no good reason. Yeah. You weren't bouncing to any secret areas that way, but uh, I guess in the Game Boy Advance version, they let you bounce off more things. Okay. More bouncing is always good, I guess. More bouncing is good. As Tigger would say, I guess he would. Because <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful thing about Tigger... <laughs> All right. Well, um, no, that and that would be a, that would become a staple throughout Mario games going forward. Correct. Being yeah, able to do that, so um, kind of interesting that they that that started then on the Game Boy and would carry forward. Interesting. I'm I'm super excited to see the Super SNES Classic version to see which version we get. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm hoping original, though. I'm curious for uh, Super Mario Odyssey to see how they handle booze and that kind of stuff in that game. Or even if there are going to be booze. I will be a ghost boo, and you will love it. <laughs> you will be... Oh, you wanted to throw your hat and capture a boo and be a ghost. Yes, I will. Because <laughs> you know it's not possessing, it's capturing. That's what they keep saying. Well, if you have the Master Ball, you can catch anything. That is true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, our next track here for the Super Mario World episode is the Fortress theme. Thank you. 
And that was the Fortress theme. Another very spooky sounding song, even though it's not really meant to be spooky in, in nature, but it is. I mean, it is. You are going through a pretty much a large fortress dungeon, so it's yeah. There, there, there should be some dread. Yeah, some uh, some misfortune happening upon Mario as he moves on to another castle, so to speak. Well, that's if you're playing. When I play, I don't die. I'm the best. Well, uh, that's debatable. But did you know the little fun fact, the little Frank Carroll fact that you can actually replay castles in the game? I think you actually have to hold if you hold down left and right, you can replay the castle in the SNES version. Yes, I do remember that. But you couldn't do that in the Game Boy version. Well, uh, you actually had to beat Bowser first before you did that. So, man, yeah, what's I, up I, with the Game Boy version? That was so, so superior. Now it's just gimped. You know, it just it, it was it was so cool to do that. I, I love this game so much. It's good. Uh, I, it's great. I, in fact, like you said earlier, we're, we're going to be doing a, another playthrough of this as soon as it comes back out. Yeah, hundred percent. In, in less than a month, when we get the SNES Classic, uh, whenever Amazon decides to send us ours. I'm gonna try to see. Uh, I'm gonna go for my, my my personal speed record uh, of beating the whole game, every level. I think I did it in just a little over two hours once. Uh, I think the world record is significantly shorter than that. Uh, not for every level. That uh, I, I can speed through the game in half an hour without cheating, without maybe, or, or without glitching. Maybe you should uh, challenge for the world record. It would be great to own that world record. El Francero. World record in Super Mario World and winner of the 2017 Nintendo World Championships. Yeah, I did not qualify. I tried. <laughs> I, tried. I thought you were going to try again, or did you? I did try. I did try again. Oh, you went for the okay. second time too. I went for the second time. I didn't make it. Okay, you happy? You happy? No, no, no. I guess in here in shame. How dare you? Well, I, I mean, I think the audience deserves to know that El Francero will not be representing us at the uh, Nintendo World Championships. I'm still going to show up as a rogue faction. You should. All right, and I'm going to throw down the gauntlets. You if Reggie says it, if Reggie says anything, I'm like, listen here, Reggie, I've had enough of you. You should, uh, you should throw down the power glove. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. We have four tracks left in this episode. Let's move on to our next one. We have bonus game. And that was the bonus game theme. And speaking of bonus games, you might be wondering to yourself, what actually replaced BG Mania on YouTube for Wednesday morning since we only upload this to iTunes and Google Play now? If you're not asking yourself that, you should be. 
we actually do a collection of mini games now every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, on just just on YouTube. Uh, Elfra and Caro and I, well, we actually are just going to start playing one game because the uh, the episodes are getting a little bit longer than we anticipated them and meant them to be. Uh, the first episode was just under a half hour. The second episode, which is posting the day that you hear this, go check it out, is uh, probably going to end up, I haven't fi- uh, finished editing it yet as the time of this recording, but it's going to be a bit longer than that first episode, probably closer to 40 minutes. Uh, and in actuality, the show is meant to be about 15 minutes. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, we have a lot of fun doing that. So. It, it is a lot of fun. What, uh, what we've been doing is just playing a couple different games, word games, so to speak, either 15 questions or uh, a classic take on Ghost or even um, what was the other one that we played this past week? Misdirection? Exhaustion? It's called Exhaustion, yes. Yeah. And definitely a fun game. Yeah. Um, but we've been trying to do, we tried to do three uh, every episode just to kind of do like a tiebreaker uh, and to have a clear definitive winner at the end of each show. But I think we're just going to go down to one one episode, or not one episode, one game a week. And then whoever wins it obviously is going to win it. But that way the show can be a little bit uh, shorter, like it was meant to be. But we will not be uh, we will not be playing the bonus game from Super Mario World. That was a fun game. It was. Uh, it was. If you remember, it was very, uh, very much like a tic-tac-toe, but it was rotating. So yeah, yeah, a lot, lot of fun. Um, Definitely a lot of fun. Let's see. Uh, um, so I know we just recently just talked prior to this about the fortress. Um, I wanted to bring back a little extra bo- uh, a Frank Harrow fact out there. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember the name of the boss of the fortresses in Super Mario World? Iggy Pop. You know, you know, you make a joke. You make, you make a joke, but it was based in rock and roll. I know. I, the, the, I don't remember the name of the character though. His name was Reznor. That's right, Trent Reznor. Yep. Yes, na- named after Trent Reznor or Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's another one of those little things that the uh, localization team. Yeah. They have they had free reign to do it. So. I and I knew it was based on a rock. I just couldn't remember who it was. That's why. And I remember some of the uh, one of the Bowser kids was named Iggy. That's why I just said Iggy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, man, Iggy Pop, what's he up to nowadays? He's going to outlive us all, isn't he? (laughs) All right. Well, our next track is the boss battle theme. Thank you. 
And that was the boss battle theme. That's a great track. It is. And I love uh, that synthesizer in the background. I really do. You could tell he was having fun playing that synthesizer. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just so good. So good. Actually, here's, here's a little weird thing. It was... Okay. Um, okay. When, when, you're, when you're playing the game, mm-hmm. if you if you look, uh, there's, a, there's a grassy pond about halfway up uh, near, near the start of the game on Yoshi's Island. Oh, yeah, on the, in the first map there. And it's called Kappa Mountain. Mm-hmm. Kappa. Yeah. And uh, it's named after the mytholog- mythological creature in, uh, in um, Japanese mythology, of course, called the Kappa, which is actually a, uh, a turtle-like lizard. So Kappa Kappa. There you go. Uh, so it was it, it was showing you know, because hey, this is where turtles live. Here's 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 a little pond. Uh, Isn't it where dinosaurs live? All right, we have two tracks left for today's episode. So our next one is the Evil King Bowser. And that was the Evil King Bowser. That's a great, great track. It really is. I love Bowser so. Starts much. out a little bit slow, but my God, it just kicks rock, in. Yeah. Rocket metal. Yeah, absolutely. Throwback to uh, last week's episode of Ease Eight. Not, not nearly as awesome, but not, not, not as rocking and not as metal, but no, still pretty, but still, still pretty, awesome. pretty dang good. I would love to hear that just perform live too. That would be just. Oh yeah, that'd be great if they did like a. Um, a, a live orchestra version of some of these Super Mario World songs. They may have already done that. Who knows? If it's, it's possible. It's definitely possible. And um, yeah, as you mentioned, Bowser is a, just a fantastic character. Stood, withstood the test of time throughout all these years. Absolutely. You, you even play him, as you mentioned, in Mario Kart. So I, I mean, so big enough that you know, Nintendo actually let him be in Wreck-It Ralph, a Disney movie. Yeah, big enough that they hired Doug Bowser to work at Nintendo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do believe we have just one more track left. Yeah, our last track that we'll be playing out with here the uh, to end the episode is going to be the staff roll track. Which, so before, uh, we do that, before we do anything, I, w- I want to give you the little Frank Carroll fact about okay, the yeah, actual yeah. And, and, and into this game. Okay, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Um, so after you beat the game, 
uh, if you remember the iconic ending of walking by without Yoshi and you having all the eggs. Yeah. Well, it actually shows Mario and Luigi wearing red and green shoes. Okay. Which is weird because nowhere in the game do they wear red and green shoes. It's, they don't have red and green shoes during the uh, in any of the official art. It's very specific only to the ending, and it's something that you would never notice unless it was pointed out to you. Mm-hmm. So, so now you know. And, uh, and the more you and know. And the more you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, obviously... Um... I think I definitely think the staff roll tune is also one of the most iconic ones in the game. Um, as we've we've mentioned that with a few other tracks that we played today, but uh, as soon as you hear this one when we play you out, you will instantly know what this track is. I mean, it's just like I said, it's it's you can't forget it. It's unforgettable. It's, it, this is another Koji Kondo masterpiece. Absolutely. Um, but unfortunately, that is going to do it for us this week here on BG Mania. Again, this was part two of our Super Mario Brothers series, so to speak. So thank you all so much for joining us on this episode. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, BG Mania is posted to iTunes and Google Play every Wednesday morning. If you have any ideas or requests for future episodes, please reach out to us on Twitter at OriginalLBG or our main outlet, leveldowngames.com. Please be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube to stay up to date on all things Level Down Games. And for future episodes of Max Level, which is our video game podcast, Game Oracles, our video game trailer show, The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, our professional wrestling podcast, Bonus Stage, that collection of minigames we talked about earlier, and of course, our video reviews, unboxings, let's plays, and so much more. And remember to leave us a rating and review if you haven't already done so. We can also be found on Facebook and twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for all of our live streams. To take us out of this episode again, we have the staff roll. Thanks again for joining us this morning, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.